Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church located in Katy, Texas. If you're in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing that faith with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message. God bless your week. Here in the power of Christ we stand, the power of Christ alone. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours in abundance today as you cherish the truth that lasts for eternity. We are saved in Christ alone. The Witness Protection Program is a wonderful thing. When someone is a witness for a case, and it's a dangerous case, and their life is threatened because they witnessed, the Witness Protection Program provides protection for those witnesses to keep them from having harm come their way. In rare and extreme cases, the Witness Protection Program could even provide a funeral for the person's initial identity. And then, after that, give them a new identity with a new social security number, a new driver's license, a new name, a new address, a new background, a new everything. Totally new person because the other one has died and now the new one is alive. And I'll bet that with that program, if that ever were to happen, the first few months of somebody asking you a simple question like, where'd you grow up? It might take a little extra second to remember where the new identity of that person is instead of where the old one was that they they actually were for a time. But I'll also bet that after a few months, you get kind of used to it. And there's no more stammering stammering or stuttering with simple questions like, who are you? Where'd you grow up? How many brothers and sisters do you have? How long have you been married? What's your hometown? All the kinds of things like that. You, the new identity just comes to you naturally. Today, I would like you to think about having a funeral for the usual way you might identify yourself and then resurrect a new one to life. The Scripture verses tell us all about it in Revelation chapter 7, and we're going to explore that thought today. To start with, what would be a common way you might identify yourself? Who are you? How do we answer that question? I think a very quick answer often is to say about your career. I am a pastor. I am a teacher. I am a mechanic. I am an engineer. I am an architect. I'm a salesman. I'm retired. Whatever. But is that who you are? That's not the best answer. Other people might answer that question by saying the information on the driver's license and and this is what I look like. This is my photo, my height, my weight, my address, my full name. But even that is a sidebar of who you are, your essence. Because the address could change and lots of that could change. Your height and weight even could change. People might identify themselves by their hobbies. I love baseball. I love cooking. I love gardening. I like reading. But is that who you are, the very essence of your soul? 
What about religion? I'm a Lutheran. I'm a Catholic. I'm a Baptist. I'm a Muslim. I'm a Buddhist. I'm just spiritual. I'm not religious. I'm an atheist. I'm an agnostic. I believe in God, I guess, but I don't really know much about Him. Is that your identity? Who you are? The essence of your soul? I suppose the list could go on and on. Maybe it gets even worse, though, if you are identifying yourself with the amount of money that you have, which is a pretty common one too. Puffed up because I have a lot of money and I earned every penny. Or distressed because I have watched my money dwindle away. Problems come when you identify yourself with your bank account. Bigger problems when you identify yourself with a sin. I'm greedy. I'm worried. I'm just a worrier. That's who I am. I'm guilty. I carry guilt all the time. I just do. I'm lustful. I want more. How do you feel when you are always identifying yourself with a sin that is your pet sin and you can't shake it? Or a traumatic event that happened? I caused that car accident. I committed that crime. I have had that disease impact my life. When you identify yourself with something traumatic, how does that go forward? But is that who you are? Is that your essence? I want you to think about that and consider having a funeral for it. All of it. And please pay attention to what I mean by that. I'm not saying find some new hobbies or quit your job and have a new career or anything like that. What I'm trying to say is consider all of that as just a sidebar off to the side thing about who you are, what your identity is, what your essence is, what makes your soul tick, your heartbeat. Who are you? What's your identity? Jesus gives us a far better one today that we can hold to, rejoice in, and enjoy all the days of our life. We've got some verses before us from the book of Revelation, which I know some of you have thought and said, because you've told me, Revelation, scary! I don't want to read that book. And while there are some end times things that do seem unsettling and give us a picture of some doom and destruction of things of this earth, it's really important to hold fast to this eternal fact. The message from God in Revelation is the exact same message as the message of the entire rest of the Bible, which is Jesus wins, Satan loses, All believers go to heaven. All unbelievers are lost eternally, even though that's not God's first choice. And today, in the book of Revelation, we have one of those victory messages. Really like a snapshot, or or more accurately, a YouTube video, a little YouTube video description. What does heaven look like? What does heaven sound like? Or, with what we're talking about today, what's the identity of the people there. Who are they? 
How did they arrive there? What's the story about them? And the identity we're going to learn from scriptures about that, the people in heaven, is the one I pray God resurrects in your soul while you have a funeral for all of the other ones being on the less important platform. Revelation 7, beginning at the 13th verse. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they? Where do they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. That all-important question is in there, isn't it? Somebody in John's vision about heaven asks him, these people up here in heaven, the ones wearing white robes, who are they? What's their identity? And the answer was not defined by their career or their bank account or their hobbies or their sins the traumatic things that happened or that they managed to avoid anything traumatic during their time on earth. No, who, who are they? These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. Now, isn't that a fascinating phrase to describe the heavenly viewpoint of life on earth? <laughs> These people in heaven, they've come out of that smooth sailing place where everything's pretty routine, planet Earth. No. These people have come out of the Great Tribulation where things are always tossed around and flown from side to side and leave people staggering. The Great Tribulation, life on Earth, what we are in now, the place where bombs are dropped on countries and verbal bombs are dropped in friendships and family units. It's the place where unexpected things happen. Heartbreak. Bad surprise. Victories fade off. They're not eternal. They don't feel as good as they did that first time. All those identity things we started today in the sermon, they're all really great tribulation descriptions. Things to enjoy for a time, but then... Disappointment, something different is, is coming. These are they who have come out of the Great Tribulation, though. The Great Tribulation did not bring them down to ruin. They have come out of that place of chaos and have been brought into a very different place. And what are they wearing? How did they get there? The Scripture teaches they are there because they washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. That incredible, unique, cleansing agent like none other. The blood of the Lamb. Normally blood makes things red, doesn't it? But not Christ's blood, not in this picture. His blood makes us purified, sinless, spotless. The Bible teaches the blood of Jesus, His Son, 
purifies us from every sin. And so there is who we are. I am someone who is so loved by God, He was willing to die on the cross in place of my wretched sinfulness so that I could have the confidence of knowing in Christ alone, by His finished work, the guarantee that lasts for eternity, that nothing in the Great Tribulation can overturn, that nothing in the Great Tribulation can rip apart with a bomb of some kind, I have Christ alone, His blood washing my sin away, wearing a white robe of holiness that He has gifted me with. And what a powerful thing to think about. It's not because I navigated my way through the Great Tribulation better than most. It's not because I managed to ward off the Great Tribulation unscathed. No. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with God's eternal love for sinners that caused Him to come from heaven to earth so that sinners could go from earth to heaven. There's your identity. I am a part of the victory of the Lamb. I am a part of the heavenly kingdom. I am guaranteed a rescue, an escape from the great tribulation of the here and now. I am wearing a robe of righteousness that is perfect and cannot be improved upon. I'm wearing it now as God sees me through the eyes of faith in Christ. And one day I will wear it for eternity. And then, when that comes, when God takes me home to heaven, what is life like then? The rest of the verses give us a, just a little taste. A tiny little taste. It's a tenfold description of our identity. In the book of Revelation, which is symbolic language, the number 10 has the symbol of completeness with it. And so this description carries with it two sides of that completeness. One side would be the complete absence of evil or chaos or great tribulation, as well as the complete presence of satisfaction, joy, love, peace. You name it, it's there. Anything that would make us satisfied and loving and peaceful. The first three talk about who we are standing in front of. Therefore, they are before the throne of God, serving Him day and night in His temple. He who sits on the throne will shelter them with His presence, gazing at the presence of the Lord with His shelter, protection, loved advice, a close-knit relationship. That is what we have. That is our identity. It's not going to change in Christ. Then the freedom that we have from the effects of sin. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them nor any scorching heat. Nothing inconvenient. Nothing that would cause disappointment. Not any scorching heat in terms of comfortable as well as in terms of 
The heat will never rise because someone's tempting you to sin and you're tempted to give in. It's gone. And it's never coming back. And then the last three, as Jesus leads us home, giving us constant refreshment. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. Now isn't that an interesting thing, how the Lamb, the tiniest one in the flock, is also the shepherd, the leader, and the guide. But that's who Jesus is, the ultimate servant leader, the Lamb and the Good Shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. What an incredible piece of the identity. A real promise from God Himself that every single tear wiped away one at a time in precious victory, the victory of the Lamb. Do you see yourself there? Do you? Do you see yourself there instead of defining yourself by your career or your bank account or your hobbies or your relationships or, God forbid, a sin that bothers you still or a traumatic thing that has happened and was life-changing for a few decades? Drop that identity at the curb and have identity in Christ alone. God gives us the victory to enjoy, certainly then for eternity, but also here and now, each and every day of our lives. We get to serve Him already now as we look forward to the day when we serve Him perfectly and forever in eternity. Identify that way in Christ alone. And each and every day that goes by, rejoice at the opportunity to teach all nations about what you have so that other people can be identified that way too. For 25 years, ministry here in Katy has happened under God's grace with you and many others before you and others before me as well. What an opportunity that has been enjoyed for many years, holding out this new identity in Christ. And God continues to give us opportunity because Judgment Day has not come yet this morning, has it? And so we have continued opportunity to teach all nations about identity in Jesus. Hold that close to your heart. The opportunity to teach all nations about the Lamb who is also the shepherd. Teach all nations about the promise of complete absence of evil and complete presence of satisfaction coming your way in Christ. Teach all nations about how they can know too about the robes that are white because of the blood of the Lamb, the gift of God. Teach all nations about how heartbreak in this great tribulation and disappointment and frustration is sure to come. And yet, it's only for a time. What's eternal is the promise that God will wipe away every tear from the eyes of those with Him in heaven. That's you. That's many more. And that is why we are having our ministry expansion opportunity. That is why we gather for worship on Sunday mornings as we are today. That's why we offer Bible studies throughout the week and have different chances 
to open the Scriptures and, and learn and treasure Christ alone more and more. It's to teach all nations about who we are, identity that's eternal, while we still have time. Not yet, but soon Jesus will come. Come, Lord Jesus, we're ready. And until then, we're working. Amen. We know your time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you be so kind as to click to follow our show and give us a five-star rating? That's a quick and easy way to help us get the message of truth out to more people. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.